You just got your pregnancy test back and it's positive. Everything seems to be going so well, but a few weeks later, the full effects of morning sickness kick in. No one told you that morning sickness lasted all day. I'm Dr. Kobayashi, a board-certified OBGYN, and today we're learning all about how to cope with morning sickness. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? <laughs> Gotta make these pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Annie Laird. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. See our website for more information. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Preggy Pals app. It's available on the Android, iTunes, and Windows marketplaces. Samantha, our producer, is going to tell us about the virtual panelist program now. All right. Thanks, Annie. So if you don't live in San Diego, but you'd like to be a panelist on our show, you can still participate through our virtual panelist program. Just like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using hashtag PreggyPals. We'll post questions throughout the week prior to our taping, and we'd love for you to comment so we can incorporate your thoughts into our episode. You can also submit your questions directly to our experts. Learn more about our VP program through the community section on our website, www.preggypals.com. Great. Thanks. Well, let's go around the uh, studio and introduce all of our panelists. I'm Annie. I'm going to be 36 next week. I'm a uh, government contractor during the week and on the weekends. I uh, take Preggy Pals. I'm the host here. I have three little girls, uh, almost nine-year-old, almost two-year-old, and uh, then my baby. All right. I am Samantha. I'm the producer of Preggy Pals. I'm 22. I am a stay-at-home mom to my daughter, Olivia. She's 19 months old. I do not currently have a due date. Um, Olivia was a unplanned cesarean, and I'm hoping for a VBAC next time around. Hey, everyone. I'm Sunny. I am the owner of New Mommy Media, which produces Preggy Pals, um, Parent Savers, Twin Talks, and The Boob Group, which is our breastfeeding show. And um, I've got four little ones at home. I have two older boys. Um, the oldest is four, and I've got identical twin girls who are just over six months now. Um, I had a vaginal birth with my firstborn, but I had some complications um, with that birth. And so um, my second son and my twins were a planned cesarean. I'm Stephanie. I am 31 and a stay-at-home mom. I have two daughters, two and a half and nine months old. Uh, both girls were born in the hospital. One was a C-section and my second was a VBAC. Great. Well, today on Preggy Pals, uh, occasionally we have news articles or app reviews, uh, different things that we review. So this was uh, a news article that uh, both struck uh, me and Samantha. We uh, shared it over Facebook and said, oh, we got to cover this on the next uh, Preggy Pals episode. So the title of the article is Mom in Coma Gives Birth and Breastfeeds Her Baby. So this is uh, here in California, Melissa Carlton. Uh, she had a, what the doctors thought was a, a benign brain tumor. Uh, and so they were just going to wait until she gave birth to operate. Unfortunately for uh, Melissa, she suffered a seizure, left her almost fully unconscious. Uh, she still hasn't regained consciousness. Uh, but she has given birth uh, to a baby boy and they put uh, the baby skin to skin and the baby is breastfeeding uh, even though she is still in a coma. She's able to open her eyes. They say that she's able to like 
know that someone's in the room, but she's not able to respond beyond like opening her eyes, which I think is just wild. Did it say how? I mean, I'm assuming this was a cesarean. I assume so. I, I mean, yeah. you can't push if you're in a coma, right? Yeah. So, well, I mean, I don't know. Would the would your body be able to push the baby out? I don't know, Doctor Kobayashi. Any yeah. ideas? <laughs> I, I, I would assume it was a C-section as well. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that, that reminds me of, like, like uh, Kill Bill, you know? Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Uma Thurman's character, you know? So it's, I mean, that's amazing. It's that's amazing awesome. that they can do that. And the breastfeeding thing, I mean, it's it just a testament to all the things that your body can do without you fully even knowing what your body yeah. is doing. I yeah. think about that when, you know, when I was pregnant, I was like, my my <laughs> body's creating an arm today. It's doing this. It's, you know, or whatever, a liver or something. And it, it's amazing that all this can happen without you being cognizant of it. And this yeah. is just a reminder, I think, of that. Yeah. You know, you say that, Sunny, and that reminds me of just the difference between um, I, I'm big into to breastfeeding and breastfed all my three girls with all different sorts of challenges that we've had to overcome. But in the end, we at the end of the day, we were able to, to make it work. But the Leche League's big um, book that they have is The Womenly Art of Breastfeeding. And if you go to the previous edition, the one that I bought when my first daughter was born, it's like cradle and cross cradle and football and like it's it's and you you, you need it you need of course you need a stool to put your feet on you know oh, and like yeah. all the stuff you need and it's just made it so complicated and the more recent edition it's like lay back in about a 45 degree angle in the bed and put the baby between your breasts and they will latch They'll and this is what, what a good want. latch this is what a good latch generally looks like but then like just uh just keep the baby there yeah <laughs> That's it. I mean, they could have made this book about 200 less pages, but yeah. they, they didn't for some reason. But but yeah, it's almost like a totally Amazing. different book. But yeah, it just it, it makes me think of, you know what? It doesn't have to. Breastfeeding does not have to be that hard. Well, think you know, about it. A woman it. in a coma does it. I mean, what yeah. did we do before the book came out? I mean, we've been breastfeeding our kids for thousands and thousands of years. Without the breastfeeding know, without pillow. Without a stool, right? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about how to cope with morning sickness. Joining us here in the studio today is Dr. Kobayashi. She's a board-certified OBGYN and the chairwoman of obstetrics at Sharp Chula Vista Medical Center. Welcome to Peggy Palace, Dr. Kobayashi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So what, obviously morning sickness, uh, you know, feeling nauseous, what what causes that? What do we think causes that? Um, so morning sickness is a very common problem in pregnancy. Um, the exact cause is actually unknown, uh, but it does appear to be related to the rising levels of pregnancy-related hormones. Um, and by that, I mean HCG, estrogen, progesterone, and placenta growth hormone. Uh, the hormonal theory is thought to be true because you typically see the symptoms get worse when HCG levels are uh, very high during the pregnancy. Um, also, uh, the more placental tissue you have uh, means you can be a little bit at more uh, of a risk for suffering from nausea and vomiting. So that would include people with multiples like twins and triplets, for example. Um, and also, uh, another interesting fact is um, those who are carrying a female fetus are a little bit more prone to morning sickness as well because female fetuses produce more HCG. So hmm. well, so there is some truth to that because you hear yeah. that is kind of a wives' tale. Yes, yeah. you do. And I didn't know there was some truth to that. Yeah, yeah, I'd always heard that. And you know, that was how with my second with my second, I was convinced it was a boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, you know, I've had the had the anatomy scan at like 19 weeks or whatever. But I told them not to tell me because I knew. Because I didn't, have, I didn't have that much morning sickness. It was a boy, and so I, 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 it was a little bit. It's look, it's, it's kind of makes me look silly. 
you know, here. Uh, you know, this is, this is uh, Preggy Pals host 411 here. I look, <laughs> I look like a, a bit pretty silly because I just told them not to tell me. And then the, the, the sonographer was like, okay, you know, and she didn't tell me. So I bought boy clothes. <gasps> I did not pick out a girl name. What? Yes. Yes. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I didn't hear this yeah, story was, before. It was Henry. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a cute name. It, yeah. it, was, it was a cute name. You know, it's like, it's going to be Henry. I don't need to pick another girl name. Yeah, and then uh, my grandmother was very, very uh, old, you know, yeah. just about to pass. And so my aunt asked her, well, what, what is it going to be? And she said, oh, girl. And it was because of the lack of morning sickness. The lack of morning sickness was the main thing. I'm like, no, I didn't hardly have any morning sickness, not like the first one, which was also a girl. Yeah, and then I, I pushed her out and, um, it, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a girl. I'm like, what? No. Well, the first thing I, I, the first thing I told the nurse was, I was like, I said, oh, no, I only have boy clothes. <laughs> I feel kind of bad about. It. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. So, what are you gonna do? Exactly. Uh, Doctor Kobe, when does morning sickness normally start for most women? It usually starts somewhere between about five to nine weeks, and then can continue on up until about fourteen to sixteen weeks. Um, on average, it lasts about thirty-five days or so, um, and it rarely goes into the second trimester. Um, luckily, about ninety percent are over it by about twenty-two weeks. Okay, Stephanie, you had two girls, and did you have experiences with morning sickness? I mean, what was I your did. experience? Yeah, my first, um, I began feeling sick around week seven, and it only lasted through week 10. Oh, nice. And I really only threw up once, and it was right at the end of it. You know, I, th- I feel sometimes more that if you throw up, you actually it's feel better. Satisfying in a strange way. Well, but like it, like you feel better for a, like a small a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then with my second, I think the day after I got the positive test, the world was rocking and it didn't stop until about 15 weeks. Oh. <laughs> but it sounds so. like Dr. Kobisha that that's a pretty normal, you know, like, Absolutely. That, yeah, that, that, uh, you know, cause when you get the pregnancy test, you're probably what, like four or five weeks around. Yeah. That time. I, yeah. I test early. Like I get early positive. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was about probably five weeks when I started feeling a little nauseous and mm-hmm. then it just didn't stop <laughs> until oh. about 14, 15 weeks. Were you, did you only throw up once there? I never no? threw up the second time. Oh, okay. But it was, way more uncomfortable yeah. than the first. Yeah. So. You just always see it's hard to live your life with Yeah, that and I had a toddler. On. So oh. we were I was just laid up on the couch for <laughs> Dr. Kobe, I wonder about that. I mean, does exhaustion play into that? Does it make it worse? Oh uh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well see maybe that I was would part believe of it, it too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I noted with my my second it wasn't bad, but by then my firstborn was uh six years old. So right. she was in school. She was really self-sufficient. I'd be like, hey, Clara, go. She get could get you and- some saltines if you need. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go get, go, get, go get mommy a cracker. Right. But, but, but with my third, I was seven months. Uh, I was My second born was seven months old when I got pregnant. And so I was just, I was breastfeeding and my supply exhausting. tank. I was exhausted. And the morning sickness was, like you said, uh, it was terrible. I wasn't going to tell people at work, you know, because it's just like when, when do you tell people? Because right. I didn't want to like tell everybody I was pregnant to then miscarry. Right. Um, exactly. You know, so there's that consideration. But I was so sick that you almost have to say something. Well, that's eventually. <laughs> I, eventually I mean, I looked like the Grinch that stole Christmas. I was so green, <laughs> green and yeah. yeah. And my coworkers were just like, "What is going on?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm pregnant. I'm sorry." You know, I yeah. just, You know, so th- <laughs> then it was is. good. They sent me home. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but I guess, you know, I guess that's one thing that at least I always tried to say to myself, and I don't know if you other ladies, and you said that to yourself as well, of like, at least that means that it's a healthy baby. I don't know if that's true or not. Is it more incidents that if you have morning sickness, that it means that the body is growing the baby? 
Um, but and I mean, then maybe it, does, it has healthy. to do with the, the levels of the hormones. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a good sign. Yeah. Well, I guess as a woman who's had a miscarriage before, mm-hmm. it was like, well, you know what? When I had that miscarriage, I wasn't having all the pregnancy signs. And so I was like, well, maybe if I'm having these pregnancy signs, maybe, maybe this pregnancy is going to stick around. So, yeah. So it did in that case. So, well, uh, Dr. Kobayashi, what percentage of pregnant women would, uh, like, experience morning sickness? Um, actually, the majority of uh, pregnant women experience it, about 70 to 85%. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what was, uh, Samantha, what was your experience with uh, morning sickness? Did you have that when you were pregnant with Olivia? I did. So it started around six weeks, um, and then I had it up until around 12 weeks. So I had it for, like, full six weeks. I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough that mine was in the afternoon, and because I was still going to college, all of my classes were in the morning. Oh, nice. So it worked out conveniently that... I could get all of my classes done and everything, and then I could just lay on the couch the rest of the day. But I was in a similar situation like you, where uh, at like six weeks pregnant, I'm like, I'm not ready to tell people because there's still like a danger zone. But then when it's like, I can't even go, or there were days where, you know, I was sick in the morning and couldn't go to class. Like, it doesn't look good to just not go to class. So there were like a couple of professors where I had to be like, listen, like, this is what's going on. I really don't feel well. And I was fortunate enough that they were all very understanding, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. And that is hard when you're trying to attend. I wasn't. Um, I was in post grad school with my first. Showing me up, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's nice. Your bachelor's. <laughs> no, but that that's tough when you're sitting in class and you're not feeling well yeah, to try and little, learn something yeah. new. Yes, hard. You know? Yeah. I, I had a yeah a calculus class that I had first thing at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! And it was just and feeling nauseous and just like I think calculus would make me nauseous. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you sure it was the pregnancy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Kobayashi, what are some common triggers of nausea that moms experience? What are some things that, that tip moms off? Um, of course, it's different for everybody, but an, it could be a number of things. Um, stuffy rooms or uh, odors like perfume, coffee, food, smoke, uh, even heat and humidity, um, noise, uh, visual or physical motion like flickering lights or driving around, um, excessive exercise, uh, being tired. Uh, food with a lot of sugar and spicy foods and also uh, high-fat foods. Oh. Or calculus class in your case. Okay, calculus <laughs> class, yeah. <laughs> Sunny, what, what, what set you off? Oh, you know, I, th- I felt my mind just happened regardless of whatever I was I was doing. I don't really feel like there was too much that triggered it. Like, I did have food aversions, and that would just not make me feel good. But I think that's a little bit different than just having morning sickness. And for the most part, my morning sickness was in the morning primarily. It's like mid-morning. Not right when I got up, but like a 10 o'clock kind of thing. Um, and um, I was actually telling these girls before the episode started that um my my morning sickness was easier um with my twins than it was with my single baby so I know that a lot of people that's one of the symptoms they look for am I pregnant with twins because my morning sickness is so bad but for me and and keep in mind my single babies were boys and my my twins were girls I don't you know I it doesn't really make any sense compared to what we said earlier, right? You would think I would be like double whammy. Yeah. Um, but um, it just worked out for me. And then as far as when it started, I think I think I would have at least had my first prenatal appointment before it really hit in or, you know, hit me. And then um, all the way up pretty much through the end of the first trimester. But then it was gone. And man, was I glad when that was gone. Yeah. You know? That's why the, the, what the glow is in the second trimester is the, <laughs> it's the happiness leaving. of no 
morning I'm not sick. morning sick anymore. This is fantastic. <laughs> For me, it was uh, pork. And, and it was awful because uh, pretty much every week I would go to the uh, go to the store and I would buy a pork tenderloin and we would grill it with with herbs and all that and any herb it didn't matter what it was I could like raw pork I couldn't handle it anymore which yeah. was sad you know because it's like wow this is actually something that's pretty healthy for me like grilled you know the yeah. other white meat all that <laughs> you know this is this yeah. is something good I could have for my baby but I can't stand the smell of it right now so I actually never threw up as a result of morning sickness though it was just kind of that all over like nah, just lay on a bed yeah. and just yeah. lay there, mm-hmm. but I never threw up. I, prenatal vitamins uh, forced me to throw up, and not. Oh yeah, I had yeah. to start taking the gummies that don't have any. Me iron too. Because I was. Is it the iron that does it's, that? Yeah, I'm the, the same iron. way with just general multivitamins Ugh. in general. I can't because of the iron. So yeah, I take gummies. I think that's me but when too. I was pregnant, it was even worse. Mm-hmm. I took them at night. Just because yeah. I always heard, oh, yeah. that's you take them chip. at night, then yeah. sleep you sleep it. through some of the if nausea. If you're sleeping when you're pregnant, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. I'd mind like I'd wake up in an hour and have to throw up because I was oh. up, and then oh. I took the vitamins. And if whatever. I could fall asleep before the nausea hit, and then I could sleep through. Yeah. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, when we come back, we're going to be discussing some different things that you can do to alleviate the nausea associated with morning sickness. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we're discussing how to cope with morning sickness. Dr. Kobayashi is our expert. Now, doctor, you know, everybody is supposed to be taking their prenatal vitamins. And before the break, we talked a little bit how some types of prenatal vitamins, you know, women have to, have to take a gummy one instead of a regular one. But is there anything in those prenatal uh, vitamins that can help combat morning sickness? Um, absolutely. Vitamin B6 can be very helpful with morning sickness. Um, and also vitamin uh, B12, it helps with a lot with the vomiting. Um and also, if you if you want to, you can kind of get a vitamin, as we were talking about, that doesn't have iron in it. It seems to be very upsetting to, to the stomach. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it generally, like, constipates, right? That as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's tough because I um, – what's what's the term when you're low on – I'm, I'm always anemic, anemic uh, severe anemic. Like, when I was pregnant with the twins, I had to take two of those iron pills a day. Ugh. Yeah. And, but that didn't Chased by have, a stool softener. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, but it was, like, special organic whatever, and ah. it actually didn't have that effect on me. Yeah. But that's – yeah. Floor, so I still had to yeah. Take I think I know what you're talking about. Mm. It, was it a pill or was no, it like No, they were a, pills. They are like, little oh. baby iron pills. Oh, yeah, there okay. are different kinds that you can yeah. take. Some are a little bit less irritating mm-hmm. right. to the stomach so right. oh, okay are there any kind of foods that would help n- with nausea um definitely uh, i recommend eating a lot of bland foods like chicken soup or broths plain baked potato um sometimes people like to eat cold foods like sandwiches or vegetables um, or fruits uh, whatever you can eat uh, i just w- would recommend keeping the meal small but eat uh, as frequently as you need as you mentioned like uh big high fatty foods and right spicy don't eat foods. anything too yeah. heavy um it's it happens uh, usually uh tends to be more upsetting to people's stomachs so yeah and don't get too full don't you know stuff yourself at the buffet right. or something yeah. just because you know the more full you are the more likely you are to to vomit well and i've heard that before is instead of having three big meals just eating small meals exactly. throughout the day and sometimes that can help a little bit which i guess is the first one being having the crackers right by your your bed, your exactly. bed yeah exactly. so they eat one before you even get up so i definitely yeah. recommend keeping some some bottled water a couple of snacks some dry cereal um crackers something just to put in your mouth and eat a little bit before you wake up and um, you know move on with your day so mm-hmm. what's up what's up with ginger ginger is supposed to be good for it, it does sickness? it does help with nausea yeah. so eating like ginger snacks or ginger ale um, can certainly help 
I was always fed ginger cookies. So mm-hmm. Ginger snap cookies. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, eating, I'm eating this because it's it's, it helps with my nausea. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's really, really strong. I don't know if you guys have ever, like, had ginger dried tea? ginger or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Like, Trader Joe's sells that. And I I, <laughs> I got some thinking, oh, this is going to help me with my morning sickness. But Spicy. Yeah, yeah, the moment I took a bite of it, I'm it's like, very, oh, that's going to make me throw up. You just don't take a bite <gasps> of just ginger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't like I was it, gnawing on a thing of ginger. They're ginger chews. Ginger chews. That's what they were. But they're still really really strong yeah 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 uh what about uh motion sickness over the counter drugs uh like uh i'm trying to think of like a dramamine yeah yeah. would would something like that be effective absolutely that's very safe too oh okay Mm -hmm. dramamine um benadryl antihistamines um uh, the antihistamine doxylamine can, uh, is actually used a lot in combination with B6 okay. um, to help fight nausea. And it's actually found in the sleep aid called Unisom, which mm-hmm. is over-the-counter. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, whenever I go on a boat, I, I guess, you know, that, that's kind of crazy. I was in the Navy I know. and I get morning sickness. <laughs> or I, get, I get motion sickness. There's a joke in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but uh, yeah, I always found uh, Dramamine or whatever the, the, you know, knockoff generic brand. Yeah. You know, I didn't necessarily need to be drama mean but yeah i always found that uh very effective so that's good to hear that it's safe though because i think pregnant moms kind of wonder oh, gosh you know what am i putting in my, into my body and everything that, that you put in your mouth gets to baby you know drugs or food or, or any of that so yeah have you found um your clients that have uh used like acupressure like c-bands uh is that effective or not really sure it can be effective and um they're certainly worth a try yeah at least there aren't any harmful side effects so right um anything that can help i would recommend trying um even things to reduce stress like yoga Mm -hmm. um anything like that oh okay what are the c-bands yeah tell tell me more about this well it's it's basically yeah it looks like kind of like you're back in the 80s with jane fonda you know like Like jelly bracelets (laughs) no 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 like like they're like sweatbands oh yeah like thick like Like, cloth material yeah like cloth material and and it goes and then and it has a little like um plastic like bead on it yeah 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 Yeah, it's it's pressure it's rounded and then you you have to place it on um so you put it on like you're in the 80s again (laughs) and then uh you have to place it and i think that was my problem was i I didn't have the it on the acupressure point i didn't have the right point i'm like these things are crap yeah it didn't work for me but i think it was user error Yeah, but that's that's all it is. It's huh. just a, you, you just wear it all the time. You just wear mm-hmm. it all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of gets sore if you put it in the right place. Uh, well, I didn't. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, you oh, there sore. we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Doctor Kobayashi, what are the typical drugs that pres- are prescribed by a doctor for severe morning sickness? Um, we typically use medications like Phenergan, um, which is another uh, form of an antihistamine. It works very well for morning sickness and also um, commonly used to treat motion sickness as well in non-pregnant people. Mm-hmm. Um, Reglan is another good medication. Um, it actually speeds up uh, the emptying of your stomach, so it kind of speeds up your digestive system and ah, helps so it's it not work. Sitting there exactly, yeah. and you know, the, with the hormones in pregnancy, your whole system is very—it's slowed, so you're constipated. You you get heartburn, and and you have nausea and vomiting so it helps with that Um, and there's also Zofran which is a very effective medication Um, we commonly um, use that and it's very very good Uh, and it also is used for people who are undergoing chemotherapy so it's a very effective medication well yeah Mm -hmm. that's some severe sickness right there exactly yeah Mm -hmm. did any of you need like over the counter not over the counter but uh, like prescription drugs I had both 
the Fenugrin and the Zofran. Ah, um, and that was with your second with daughter. My second. <laughs> yeah, she just prescribed both and said try because the Fenugrin can make you sleepy. It can make you very sleepy. So she mm-hmm. was like, this might help with nighttime. You know, and then oh, there you go. Um, well, that, but you had to take care of toddler during the day, so that doesn't so, work for being and drowsy. I, yeah, Zofran. I've some women respond really beautifully to it. And I don't typically have sensitivities, but I responded poorly to it. And I only probably took three and I had horrible constipation, yeah. like debilitating for mm-hmm. a few days. So I just, I kind of had to weigh it's nausea that, versus yeah. that. And I, so I got off of it. But then I know so many other women who really benefit from it. So yeah. I think it's just kind of however your system works. You know, well, it's definitely worth talking being having that open and honest communication with your care provider and mm-hmm. saying, look, you know, these are the, you know, you got find, finding the, the right thing, finding the right fit, right. you know, of saying, hey, here's the si- side effects that I'm having and working and finding, because nobody should have to just suffer through morning sickness. Right. So maybe, maybe it, you know, maybe acute, I mean, obviously if you can do it without drugs or just do it by just, spa- you know, spacing your meals closer mm-hmm. together, eating less, th- that's good, but, exactly. you know, different yeah. things work for different, different people. Definitely. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks Dr. Kobayashi for joining us today. For more information about Dr. Kobayashi and her OBGYN practice, as well as information about any of our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Dr. Kobayashi is going to be discussing with us a more severe form of morning sickness, hyperemesis gravidarum. To join our club, visit our website, www.preggypals.com. got a pregnancy oops story here. Erin from North Carolina writes, I went to the hospital last night because I thought my water had broken. Earlier in the day, my husband and I had had sex and I felt two gushes of water and it ran all the way down to my legs to my ankles. I figured it was sperm, but it was a lot. Being a warrior and a first time mom, we went to labor and delivery. They monitored me, checked my cervix, took a culture, all to come back in and say, it was just a lot of sperm. I was so embarrassed, but I think the hubby was a bit proud. I was worried, so I'm glad we made sure, but it will make for a funny story down the road. If you've got your own pregnancy oops story, go to our Facebook page or call in at 619-866-4775. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we'll be discussing stretch marks. Why do women get them, and what can you do to reduce their appearance? This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com.
Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.